Support for the Roster Watch podcast and for the Tradecast comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ROSTERWATCH at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code ROSTERWATCH. This is Mike Evans, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining me again as the Week 11 trade market has taken shape. My name's Byron Lambert, and we've got a lot of business to handle this week. So step into my office for the Week 11 RosterWatch.com tradecast. Folks, we're up against it with the trade deadlines in most of our leagues. This is our last chance to make a splash, our last opportunity to make that big maneuver that gets us off the playoff bubble and into the playoffs. So that last big move that gives us a huge boost of vitality here down the stretch for a vigorous playoff run when everyone else's teams are starting to run out of gas. I mean, we're reminded this time of year that oftentimes it's even the best teams in our leagues are beginning to peter out here down the stretch as the attrition of the season begins to take over. It's those teams who get a big injection of life, those teams that pick up steam after Thanksgiving, much like the real NFL, that have the best chance of taking the entire thing down. Remember, we've switched gears in our trade strategy in recent weeks. Uh, We are targeting. We are no longer buying. The theme here is to be opportunistic at the deadline. We're not necessarily looking for players that are quote unquote buy low in terms of value. We're looking for ripe opportunities to pounce on elite players based on circumstances and conditions in our leagues. If you're not sure how to value a guy, that tells you you should probably consider moving him for somebody else you like more. If you have a guy on your roster that you're just not entirely sure or comfortable how to evaluate him or how you feel about him down the stretch, that's probably a gut feeling, if anything else, uh, that you should still be considering taking that player and parlaying him into an asset that you're just flat out more comfortable with down the stretch. It's the time to move all in, folks. It's time for the all in move. Time to ship it all for your best starting lineup possible as we arm up for the playoff run. We've won all the battles, and we're ready to win the war, and that's going to take the heavy artillery. What does that mean? We can't have an entire bench full of starters rotting heading into the playoffs. We've got to take those players and parlay them into the absolute best starting lineup possible, the heavy artillery in our starting lineup for the playoff run, for the stretch run. And then we're going to just let the chips begin to fall where they may at that point. We're going to relinquish all agony by going to battle with a mega team, one that we can live with at night. We can live with the results. We can sleep well no matter what because we have so much confidence in the cartoonish lineup of mega starters that we've put together here down the stretch. No-brainer, must-start guys that have eliminated all of our headaches here down the stretch. In order to do that, we're going to need to target elite and ultra-premium fantasy players from losing teams. 
especially those experiencing bi-week nightmares. Remember, we've still got buys this week and next. The teams operating from a position of strength or from luxury have the ability to absorb those buys and create an artificial buy moment here on some of the best players in fantasy. Remember, again, the goal here is to build the most cartoonish mega starting lineup you've ever seen full of no-brainer must-start players every week for the rest of the season. Guys, it's fine to send trades out on the same player to multiple owners. It's actually the most efficient way of doing things. If you have a few deals you'd be happy with, get them all out there. I do it all the time, and then I see who bites. Don't leave trades open for too long, though. For those who don't respond, we have a hard stop on Sunday mornings where we pull every deal out there if we haven't heard back. And once we've identified we're not dealing with owners who are dealing in good faith, we blackball the hell out of them. Vetoes in our leagues are cockamamie as hell. Tell those chicken littles to jump in the lake. Folks, identify your needs. Target losing teams. Ask yourself, are you a team operating from a position of luxury? Always maintain a focus on your starting lineup when considering any deal. Think to yourself, is this rational? Is this logical? Or is this idea harebrained? Does this make sense for my team? Have I identified my needs? Am I buying or am I buying at a discount? Or am I targeting? Am I selling? Am I selling at a discount? Have I looked at the losing teams on the bubble in my league? Is this the highest and best trade I can make? Is this the highest and best use of my assets? Is this a good trade or is this my best trade? What is the net fallout? Where are you noticeably upgrading your roster in this deal? What of meaningful value are you giving up? Who does this deal send to your bench? Does it upgrade your starting lineup? Are the guys you trading for starters on your team? Who are the principals involved? Are you getting the best player? Do you need multiple players in return? Quit overpaying for quarterbacks. We kindly ask that each and every one of you, please just take one minute if you've enjoyed this trade cast this season. If you enjoy what we do at rosterwatch.com, please go over to Apple Podcasts, rate review the Rosterwatch podcast. Please give us a five-star rating and a glowing review. Also, if you're active on Twitter, if you don't already, follow us on Twitter at Rosterwatch, or you can always support us over on the website at rosterwatch.com. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the Week 11 Fantasy Football Trade Market. As I said, we are targeting. We are no longer buying. And what does that mean? We are targeting these super elite and ultra premium players in all of fantasy here at the deadline, folks. We're going after the big, big fish. So that list begins for me this week on the running back side of the market with Saquon Barkley, who's on a buy this week. So in every league that I'm in where I have the luxury to do so, I am 
to potentially absorb this Saquon Barkley buy. I am scouring my league to figure out who owns Barkley, what the situation uh, is for that particular team, and if there's an opportunity that exists here. Uh, that's my number one target of the week is Saquon Barkley on a buy with a solid schedule the rest of the way, minus the matchup at Philadelphia in fourteen uh, week 14. Everything else, very, very fired up about Barkley rest of the way. He's a guy I can go to war with, and whatever happens, I'll be able to sleep at night. My number two target in the fantasy football trade market this week is Dalvin Cook. Um, he's a guy with a buy next week and an excellent schedule the rest of the way. So if you can't get Dalvin this week, if your trade deadline uh, does not lapse until next week in your league, you may have another opportunity. Zeke Elliott, the elite of the elite. He has a decent schedule the rest of the way. He gets Detroit this week, and then it's New England and Buffalo. So the next three weeks for Zeke Elliott, Detroit Lions, New England Patriots, Buffalo Bills. Then he gets Chicago the Los Angeles Rams, and the Philadelphia Eagles for the fantasy playoffs, where things are going to tighten up a little bit for Zeke Elliott. Uh, otherwise, he might be my number one target here. Obviously, his buy is out of the way, so you're not going to really have any type of artificial buy moment here. It's going to take a king's ransom uh, where you've targeted a losing team that happens to roster him, a team that needs multiple really, really good players and in order to try to win this week. If that... Uh, opportunity exists, then Zeke Elliott could come into focus this week. So one of the uh, very top, top targets, but we do need to be weary that his fantasy playoff run could tighten up a little bit still. It's Zeke Elliott. If I can't get Saquon Barkley, if I can't get Dalvin Cook down the stretch, I'm all in on trying to upgrade with Zeke Elliott uh, here for the fantasy playoff run. That's the real heavy artillery, folks. Aaron Jones, Green Bay Packers, he's on a bye this week. So Somewhat like Saquon Barkley, he's on a bye this week with a you know a middling schedule the rest of the way, a rather decent schedule uh, the rest of the way. This could be one of the big last-minute buy opportunities uh, of the season, and Aaron Jones could uh, be a player here. He definitely could. If you're looking to buy low, you can't get Barkley, you can't get Cook, you can't get Zeke Elliott. If you're looking to target, excuse me, if you're looking to target an elite player, who's in a right opportunity here. Uh, of course, you're not able to really buy low on Aaron Jones, but there's an artificial buy moment here because maybe he, there's a struggling owner who rosters him who needs to win now. Then this could be an opportunity. We said we want to be opportunistic. However, with Aaron Jones, I also think he's a guy that if you somehow happen to be a struggling team, who needs to win right now, and you need more good players to fill up, a, fill out a competitive starting lineup right now this week. Uh, if you're in a situation where you have to liquidate right now in order to win, I think Aaron Jones is a guy that you can do that with if you have to in order to field a more competitive st uh, starting lineup this week in a must-win uh, situation. You just got to make sure that you're getting two really good players that have good matchups this week that you also like rest of season. Josh Jacob, rookie running backs of the Oakland Raiders, uh, my next uh, buy target on the running back market. As a matter of fact, me personally, I, I'm probably targeting him over Aaron Jones. And there's actually a chance 
I could like Josh Jacobs more rest the season than Zeke Elliott. He has an excellent schedule. Uh, that's the Raiders rookie running back. Josh Jacobs rest of season has an excellent fantasy uh, schedule, including this week. He's a big home favorite at home against the Bengals. Should be a great opportunity for a monster uh, this week uh, for Josh Jacobs. And it's probably just one of my favorite plays the rest of the entire season. Uh, so, so far, the running backs, that, the big fish running backs, we're looking to target right here up against the trade deadline. Players that we're willing to quote unquote overpay with at this point because all of the uh, luxury assets on our bench are about to do us no good. We need to, even if we have to quote unquote overpay in order to consolidate those players here into a cartoonish starting lineup of no brainer must start players rest of the way. That's what we're trying to do with. And so far we've established that Saquon Barkley will be the number one target uh, in that expedition followed very closely by Dalvin cook, Zeke Elliott, Josh Jacobs and Aaron Jones as we're focused in here on the top of the week 11 fantasy football running back side of the trade market. Leonard Fournette finds himself right here as a pivot point on this list as well with a very nice stretch for the fantasy playoffs. He gets the Chargers, the Raiders and Falcons. So if you're looking a little bit more ahead, uh, obviously a great player no matter what rest of season, if you're able to obtain Leonard Fournette. But if you're looking a little more ahead to your fantasy playoffs, actually one of the guys on this list that has one of the juiciest playoff schedules. And I think with Nick Foles returning, I mean, that it, that is in the long run should be a boon for Leonard Fournette and should be the point at which we begin to finally see the positive touchdown regression. If that happens, Leonard Fournette could be due for a really, really big stretch here. Uh, as we close out the season. Byron, is there anything worse than whenever you're trying to shave your, your balls and you have to use the same razor or the same trimmer or whatever that you use on your face? Oh, I just puckered up thinking about it. <laughs> it hurts, dude. It hurts. You can, especially if you use an actual razor, you will cut your nuts. Um, that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. They have the new Lawnmower 2.0. It has proprietary skin-safe technology, so the trimmer won't nick your cut, nick cut snag. It, you know none of that stuff. Your nuts are going to be safe. So manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. You, like I said, man, you like who uses the same trimmer? on their dirty balls and their grundle in between their, their like the back of their ball sack and their exit hole. Like how are you going to use the same trimmer on your face that you put there? It's like, look, 85% of women think that grooming or a lack of grooming is a major turnoff. 80% of women think men should manscape below the belt and 89% of men think good grooming is essential to their professional success. Like, that comes from the business wire. So, look, here's what we've found from the Manscaped products. They have the new Lawnmower 2.0, which is better than the original Lawnmower. And you might ask how much better. Well, so, all right, so now it trims at 6,000 strokes per minute. That's up from 4,000 strokes per, per minute with the original one. And the battery life has improved from 15 minutes on one charge all the way up to 60 minutes. And it includes a rechargeable battery now. No more double A's. The trimming head's also now replaceable with the lawnmower 2.0. It's now waterproof, guys. I'm telling you, you all you got to do is get that lawnmower, get it down there. It takes a few minutes. They, they give you this, uh, they give you some like newspaper looking stuff to stand on so it's easy to clean up. 
afterwards. And then you just kind of get this, this ball deodorant, this ball toner, just kind of get it rubbed around on there. You're going to be feeling silky and smooth before you know it. And you're not going to ever remember what it was like before you started using Manscaped. Alex, I couldn't believe it. Ever since I got my sample kit from Manscaped, my girlfriend from Dallas has been flying out way more often to come see me. For a sweaty Greek man like me, she absolutely loves the ball deodorant. And then the ball toner, so smooth and shiny and so tight, she's able to bounce a half dollar off those hush puppies. And also, man, that you know me, Alex. I got Greeks. We got a lot of chest here. I'm able to use that lawnmower up top too. All right. So you can get 20% off and free shipping with promo code rosterwatch at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code rosterwatch. Join the other dudes helping themselves with Manscaped with a special offer just for our listeners. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's right. Manscaped is offering rosterwatch listeners 20% off and free shipping. To get yours, go to manscaped.com and use promo code rosterwatch. Watch. Again, manscaped.com and use promo code rosterwatch to get 20% off and free shipping. That's manscaped.com and use promo code rosterwatch. Followed by Alvin Kamara, uh, returned last week for the New Orleans Saints. Just a disappointing overall effort, really, for the entire team. Kamara was still rather effective in the receiving game, as you'd expect. He has a middling schedule the rest of the week, but we should never forget that Alvin Kamara has Christian McCaffrey-type chops uh, when things get heated up down there in New Orleans, when he gets the touches. And I'd expect these Saints to hit their stride uh, here much sooner than later. So Alvin Kamara, not at the top of the super elite uh, list here, I don't think. Uh, but you're going to very much, it's going to be a, it's, all of this is going to be circumstantial in your league. I mean, some of these players we were speaking about are going to be owned I mean, they're very good players. There's a chance they're going to be owned by a lot of winning teams that don't want to part with them in your league. So you're going to be uh, you're going to be in a situation where you've got to be a little bit flexible here, as we said, opportunistic. And if Barkley's not available, if Zeke's not available, if Josh Jacobs is not available, maybe Alvin Kamara is in your league. And certainly got to think that whoever owns him is down on him a little bit. And very likely that could be a struggling team. So we'll see. I'll be expecting to hear from a lot of you guys over on the message boards at rosterwatch.com here on the final happenings uh, in your trade market. I, I really like to see the deals that you guys pull off in there, and I expect to see Alvin Kamara, a name uh, that could be tossed around uh, this week in the message boards at rosterwatch.com. In the trade thread, you guys come in there, post your trade questions. We like to get in there and interact with you. So do the other members of Rosterwatch Nation. A sliver below the... Ultra premium, super elite players in all of fantasy on the running back side is Le'Veon Bell. Still a decent, you know, just sub elite running back one that I would be willing to target, especially in any type of PPR format with a consolidation trade uh, 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 to a losing team here for the stretch run. Uh, Le'Veon Bell actually sneakily has strung a few good games here together the last couple of weeks. And, you know, you're just hoping that he's lathering up here for the late season run. There's a lot of evidence to point to the idea that that could, in fact, come to a uh, to fruition, to come to reality. Look, this is all speculation to some extent, but it's calculated speculation. And uh, Le'Veon Bell is a guy that I could be very, very happy bringing over to my roster uh, to fortify for the playoff run. He has excellent matchups the next month with the Redskins, Raiders, 
Bengals and Dolphins. If you're looking for that big late season run uh, here, Le'Veon Bell, really even prior to the fantasy playoffs, might be a really helpful player. Okay, folks, remember, we're up against the trade deadlines in our fantasy football leagues, and we're opportunistic right now. We're targeting, we're not buying, and we're looking for the best players in fantasy to front load into our starting lineups for the stretch run, for the playoff run, because we're starting to not care so much about our bench any longer. If we're not able to target in our leagues in a big last-minute trade deal to enhance our team, our chances of taking this entire thing down. If we're not able to get a Saquon Barkley or a Dalvin Cook or a Zeke Elliott or an Aaron Jones or a Josh Jacobs or Leonard Fournette or Alvin Kamara or Le'Veon Bell, there's a couple other guys on the running back side of the market that I will just uh, I will just turn my attention to. Then look, I'm just I'm checking these guys off. If I can't get one, I'm moving on to the next one, and I'm willing to move on to Philip Lindsay. He might have the best schedule of any running back the rest of the way uh, in fantasy football after this week at Minnesota. He gets Buffalo, the char- he gets the Buffalo Bills, the Los Angeles Chargers, the J.J. Wattless Texans, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Detroit Lions from Week 12 through the finale in Week 16 in our fantasy leagues. It absolutely may be the best schedule and all of fantasy football for a running back down the stretch. That's Philip Lindsay, a sneaky trade target of the Denver Broncos here down the stretch. And you expect these running backs to get a lot of run and Philip Lindsay's just going to have to be involved here uh, for the team. So look, a lot of his owners may be scared of this matchup against Minnesota this week really could be a sneaky, what I'd call a sharp buy on the running back side of the market here up against it with Philip Lindsay. And then right behind him, the last guy I'm looking at, ladies and gentlemen, targeting on the fantasy football trade market here in week 11 on the running back side is Chicago Bears running back David Montgomery. He has a, he has a good schedule the rest of the way. And I think he's a player that, well, he's a player that we know is very good. I mean, he's a player we've been extremely high on since the NFL draft process. Arguably, arguably, you know, um, right in the very top echelon of the running back prospects this year, a player we've been high on the entire team. And it, 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 it appears he's a guy that we can become more comfortable with just getting in our lineup the rest of the way. Still always uh, a little bit of a risk there with any bears player, anything associated with Matt Nagy and Mitchell Trubisky. So that's why he's on the bottom of the list, but Dave Montgomery does have a good schedule the rest of the way. If I'm in a competitive league where things are tight, and I'm not able to land one of the you know biggest names on the running back market, then David Montgomery uh, could be a player that I could pivot to on the trade market. Let's continue with the running backs here on the Week 11 fantasy football trade market. On the Week 11 rosterwatch.com trade cast, and these are running backs that I'm not necessarily targeting, but players that I expect to be... I expect to see them moving. I expect to see their names on the message boards over at rosterwatch.com this week. Uh, Running backs that I expect to see some movement on in the week 11 trade market. Again, guys, I'm not necessarily targeting, but fellas that I think will probably be in play. If not this week, maybe next week. Remember uh, some deadlines, uh, 
some deadlines in some leagues push to week 12. Most expire this week. Of course, we still have one round of buys next week in week 12 with Kansas City Chiefs, Los Angeles Charters, Minnesota Vikings, and Arizona Cardinals that if your trade deadline has not lapsed, will create one more buy opportunity. So we do need to be cognizant of that. With Melvin Gordon, he's obviously one of those players that will have a, a buy in week 12. Uh, so, uh, you know, these are guys that maybe we could see movement in here right at the deadline, if not this week, uh, next week in our leagues. He has obviously the excellent matchup uh, this week. Melvin Gordon does uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. We saw what Derrick Henry did last week. Um, he's a good guy, I think, Melvin Gordon is, especially with a very marketable matchup this week. Look, you're not going to be able to sell him if he has a buy next week. In most situations, you're not going to be able to get the value you're looking for. You got to be one week out ahead of that. And unfortunately, you'd have to be willing to kind of eat um, one and go, losing out on one of Gordon's big matchups here, which is really, really dicey. But I think that if you're going to use Melvin Gordon in any kind of deal, he is a guy that you can go after one of the, all of the biggest fish with. You could go after a Zeke Elliott. You could go after. Uh, Saquon Barkley on buy this week. Let's say there's a Saquon Barkley owner that uh, has him on buy this week. If you could trade Gordon, if you're in a luxury position where you don't absolutely have to start Gordon, if you're already so far ahead in the standings uh, where you think you've got this thing locked up, it's a risky move, but you could consider something like that. I think that's a deal you could absolutely uh, get done. Listen, we're always trying to win now as well. At least most of us are. So if you're not, if you're not in that position, if you're one of the teams that's still trying to uh, win or get off the bubble here, or one of these teams that's still just vying for trying to uh, get a buy, then we suggest you probably continue trying to win now. But you know, things can vary wildly from we from league to league. So when I look at Melvin Gordon, I say, man, he's he's heating up. He's a guy I'm beginning to become very comfortable with here down the stretch. He's got a great matchup this week, uh, but he does have the bye next week, and he is a guy that I think you could use to go after one of the very biggest names in all of fantasy if you don't quite believe that Melvin Gordon qualifies in that category or if you've owned him and you're just still not entirely sure. Obviously, it did look this good good this last week where he took the lion's share of action away from Austin Eckler, and it's been you know, logically and fairly predictably trending in that uh, direction. Um, it It is a middling schedule the rest of the way for Melvin Gordon once he comes back from the bye. So big matchup this week, bye next week, middling schedule rest of the way. I mean, he could be, if your trade deadline hasn't elapsed, you know, you flip this thing on his head next week, Melvin Gordon could all of a sudden be a real uh, – uh, a real buy target because he's the one with the week 12 buy. And all of a sudden he's one of the big, he could be next week's Saquon Barkley. I'll tell you what, you don't have to sit back and watch the season unfold with your hands in your pockets because you too can get in on the action. You can support your team every weekend or take advantage of your football knowledge to bring home the bacon with my bookie between football season, the start of the NBA season, the NHL season, it's time to get off the sideline and get on the action. There's plenty to bet on and always cash to be won. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet a, you know, a little bit on multiple games 
uh, and you bet them together so you can get a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go with mybookie.ag because nobody gives you more ways to win. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie. And if you join right now, mybookie will double your first deposit. So it's, it's, it's free money. If you put in $100, they will, they will give you $200 total to bet with there on mybookie.ag. But you have to use this promo code. Use promo code ROSTER to activate the offer. That's promo code ROSTER to double your cash. So visit mybookie.ag today. Remember, use promo code ROSTER to activate that, that 2x deposit bonus. That is at mybookie.ag. Visit today. You play, you win, you get paid. Derrick Henry coming off the absolute monster against the Chiefs heading into a bye this week. If you can get a winning team to quote-unquote overpay for Henry so that you can win now, I think that's a fine move. So what I'm saying is if somebody in your league views buying Derrick Henry on a buy the same way that we view buying Saquon Barkley this week on a buy, as they, if, they, if they have concocted the idea that that is a brilliant strategy and that's their guy, then we think they're probably overpaying for Derrick Henry. It's not a guy that I'm dying to get rid of, but some of us – if we're in a bye week situation and we've got to get off the bubble this week, this is what we have to consider doing. And remember, these winning teams, as we are if we're operating in that position, are willing to quote-unquote overpay right now. Derrick Henry coming off an absolute monster. If you can't absorb to endure his buy, then he would, he would be a great candidate to liquidate for some really big players to fill out a competitive uh, starting lineup this week. Uh, you, you just take, take, take some big-time skill players off of that really winning owner who, for whatever reason, is just itching uh, to, quote-unquote, target Derrick Henry on his buy. Because we know that Henry ultimately is really a low-end RB1 with a below-average schedule the rest of the way. Um, So, you know, I guess in some opportunities, some people could, you couldn't blame him if they viewed him maybe a little bit like an Aaron Jones uh, this week where it could go, you know, maybe he's a buy target because he's uh, on a losing team in your league and they can't endure his buy. You know, we can't totally object to that. We can't totally object to that. We just don't believe he lives in the Saquon Barkley category uh, who's in a very, very uh, similar situation. Just also think more like Aaron Jones that if you're in a team where you have to win now, with the buy this week, he's a guy you can live with parting with. I guess I could really see it going either way here at the deadline with King Henry, uh, where maybe you're liquidating him because you can't absorb his buy and you can get somebody to overpay for him and you can get a nice haul in return that you're very, very happy with. I certainly think that's a plausible situation. But as I consider it right here on the podcast, it does come into focus uh, to me that there will be some folks who are unable to land the Barclays, the Zeeks, the Josh Jacobs, the Leonard Fournettes, the Alvin Kamaras, the Dalvin Cooks that may turn their attention to trying to pick off the Derrick Henry on his bye this week. Not a horrible move, probably not my favorite move. Uh, Below average schedule the rest of the way for Titans running back Derrick Henry on a week 11 bye this week. Nick Chubb of the Cleveland Browns, uh, 20 attempts per week the last four weeks. And there was no drop-off last week. If you look at his game log, it's 20 rushing attempts like clockwork. 
every week the last four weeks, even with uh, Kareem Hunt returning. And it was still a really healthy 80% snap count for Nick Chubb this last week. But something tells us that you have to be a little bit nervous about Kareem Hunt walking right back into 11 touches on a 54% snap count on a team that's struggling to find their identity where we you know, don't completely trust uh, their head coach, if at all, Freddie Kitchens. Uh, it is a pretty decent schedule the rest of the way for Nick Chubb uh, with a bye out of the way. Nick Chubb may actually be a really terrific asset to use to go track down one of these very, very top guys that we opened with. Can you use a Nick Chubb to get up to a Saquon Barkley, to get up to a Zeke Elliott or a Dalvin Cook? I think, I think, you, I think you can. I think you can. We'll get to some mock trade examples uh, at the end of the podcast like we do uh, every week. That's certainly something to consider uh, a guy that we wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised to see some movement on here at the deadline. Ronald Jones, another one of those players, 47% snap count on 19 touches uh, this last week after he'd been dubbed the quote-unquote starter by Bruce Arians. Uh, Agun Bawale and Peyton Barber, 15 total touches last week uh, as part of that timeshare. So it was 19 touches for Ronald Jones to 15 touches for the other two. Eight targets, though, were a boon for Ronald Jones in the receiving game. We've heard Bruce Arians praising him for that here over the last 24 hours. But we got to remember, he did fumble, and he was outgained on the ground by Peyton Barber. So I think when you look at this, you know, I don't, you, you shouldn't buy too much into Bruce. When, when you got Bruce Arians hyping the guy, he just dubbed as his lead running back uh, for his receiving ability. In some ways, I, I actually start to think, man, that, that's, that, that sounds a little bit cockamamie. I want a running back who's being praised by Bruce Arians for his running ability. Uh, Ronald Jones, I view him as a solid flex, but really nothing more the rest of the season. So if it's up to me, I'd sell him high in a consolidation package for a better player the rest of the way uh, while Bruce Arians is praising his running back for his newfound receiving ability after a fumble and a, a pedestrian outing on the ground. Pedestrian, if not meager. On to Chris Carson, a guy we've been talking about for a few weeks. He has the uh, bye this week. Chris Carson running back Seattle Seahawks on a bye this week. But then he has Philadelphia and then Minnesota uh, as he returns from that bye. So these next three weeks are very, very tricky for Chris Carson owners. Those are tough matchups against the Eagles and the Vikings. We have seen that Chris Carson is a rather matchup-proof running back at this point, just He's good, and he's a huge part of what they do and a really good offense in Seattle this year. So it's not like a must-sell situation with Chris Carson, but again, certainly could wouldn't be surprised to see his name in trade talks this week at the deadline. Players that don't want to endure this buy, this his buy this week. Players that think they're moving in on an artificial buy opportunity, a targeting opportunity on Chris Carson. Uh, on a losing team who can't endure his buy. Maybe they think they're pulling a move where they're getting a Derrick Henry or a Saquon Barkley uh, on buy this week and that they're doing uh, something sneaky. 
you know, we say maybe not so fast with those matchups against the Eagles and the Vikings in week 12 and week 13. Uh, we would move forward with caution there. I'd say, can you trick somebody with Chris Carson if you own him might be the first thing I consider doing. Joe Mixon, 30 touches last week. Two good performances in a row now. Uh, decent matchups with the Oakland Raiders this week. Uh, yeah, but not so much with the Pittsburgh Steelers next week. Given that information, I think you could see some movement with Joe Mixon here at the trade deadline. We've got two Good performances in a row. The big volume last week. A nice matchup on the slate this week with Oakland. And then some owners who are aware of the fact that they don't uh, entirely trust Joe Mixon and are weary of the matchup with Pittsburgh next week. Those could be some uh, economic forces that act on Joe Mixon in the trade market this week. The fantasy football trade market right here on the rosterwatch.com tradecast. Damian Williams, Kansas City Chiefs. He has the bye next week and then a below average schedule the rest of the way. I think you got to decide what you think about that Kansas City Chiefs running back situation. Things certainly looking very good for Damian Williams right now. You just ask yourself, how quickly can that change? And what's the highest and best use of Damian Williams right now? Is it him on my roster or is it putting him in a deal? for a player I like more and sending him to somebody else's roster. Damian Williams, uh, he gets the Chargers this week, then a bye next week, and then a below average schedule the rest of the way, of course, being tied to Pat Mahomes and that offense. Um, I certainly feel like Damian Williams uh, owners at least have to feel like they've got a really good flex the rest of the way. But there might be some owners who think they've got a lot more than that. Maybe they're right. but um, that's a big, big risk that they're taking. Uh, I might ship them off for somebody uh, better. Brian Hill, number one waiver wire pickup of the week for most folks, the running back in Atlanta. Maybe we can leverage the hype here, right here at the wire, and use Brian Hill as a guy we can throw into a deal to level up for a better player, for one of our true targets at the deadline. Maybe we could do the same with Darius Geis in our league, who if Brian Hill wasn't the number one waiver wire pickup of the week, Darius Geis was. Players who we're always looking to be opportunistic here. There could be, we're looking for guys who are marketable. Whether we view them as super valuable or not ourselves, we're looking for uh, to reconcile that with their marketability. And if it's a guy we can live without, we find them marketable, we believe that believe them to be, then that's a player that even if they just came off the waiver wire, we're still looking to do a deal with. Marlon Mack, fairly difficult schedule the rest of the season. If you're a Marlon Mack owner, I think you're looking to level up here. Carlos Hyde, we've been beating this drum for a while. He's been very serviceable. Uh, coming off the bye here, it's a bad schedule the rest of the way for Carlos Hyde, but a marketable player. If you can use Carlos Hyde to level up for one of the elite running backs, one of the elite players, we'll get to the wide receivers here shortly, our elite wide receiver targets as we're up against the fantasy football trade deadline here. 
uh, down the stretch. Uh, Carlos Hyde is a marketable asset that we can use to pursue one of these guys that we're really interested in adding. One of these no-brainer, must-start, mega-starters into our lineup as we front-load the heavy artillery for the fantasy playoff run. Damian Williams, uh, we already got to him. Austin Eckler, Los Angeles Chargers. Sell him now. Look yourself in the mirror. Ask yourself, how much can I trust this guy? Sell him now. Sell Austin Eckler now for whatever you can before his buy at the end of the deadline. He's got a buy in week 12 next week. Use Austin Eckler to level up in a consolidation trade. The same could be said for Kenyon Drake right here at the wire in our fantasy football leagues, the trade deadlines approaching. Sell Kenyon Drake this week before the week 12 buy. It wasn't a big game last week in a predictably tough matchup on the road at Tampa Bay. And I expect more of that this week versus San Francisco. Uh, even though he, he, he did have a good showing a couple weeks ago, I still say you sell him while he can. Uh, David Johnson looks pitiful. Drake has been good recently and immediately, if not uh, a world beater just this last week. That's still fairly fresh on folks' mind. And he led the Arizona backfield with 16 touches in Week 10. I think Kenyon Drake still has some marketability here at the wire, and he's a guy I'd be very, very happy with using to consolidate, level up, parlay into one of the true targets of the fantasy football Week 11 fantasy football trade market as we arm up for the playoff run. Okay, folks, on to the wide receiver side of the week 11 fantasy football trade market. But please, first, rate, review the Roster Watch podcast over at Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a five star rating and a glowing review. Follow us on Twitter at Roster Watch and support us at rosterwatch.com. All right, folks, over to the wide receiver side of the fantasy football trade market right here on the rosterwatch.com tradecast, the week 11 tradecast as our trade deadlines are approaching. We are looking to target the most elite wide receivers in all of fantasy, regardless of circumstance. We'll overpay for them if they're available in our league. We're not looking to quote unquote buy low on these players. We're not doing any of that anymore. We've switched gears in recent weeks, and now we are targeting targeting the who's who of fantasy football so that we have a no-brainer, must-start fantasy football lineup that's of cartoonish proportions as we gear up for the stretch run for the fantasy football playoff run because having a bench full of playoff starters and a head full of mind-numbing sit-start flex decisions the rest of the way does not serve us well. And we'll begin by targeting on the wide receiver side of the fantasy football trade market. We'll begin by targeting the best wide receiver in all of fantasy football. He's like the Christian McCaffrey of wide receivers with Drew Brees 
back at the helm. That's Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, a guy that I was very, very high on preseason. I know a lot of you guys drafted him using the standard and half point PPR draft cheat sheet. And, you know, it's been just, it's been an excellent season. Even with the Drew Brees injury, really been quite stunning production for Michael Thomas uh, looking back. And so, fortunately, many of you guys own him. But for those of you who don't, you have to, it would be negligent. It is right along with looking at the Saquon Barkley's owner situation in your league. One of the number one mandates of the league, of the week, of week 11, is to investigate, to examine the circumstances surrounding Michael Thomas in your league this week. Saquon Barkley is the preeminent mandate of the week 11 fantasy football trade market. But right below that, folks, we're looking to see what in the hell's going on with Michael Thomas in our league. If by some grace of God, he's available or owned by a losing owner, we're shipping it. We're shipping it all for Michael Thomas this week. No better player to roster for a fantasy playoff run, for a fantasy playoff monster than Michael Thomas, wide receiver, New Orleans States. Speaking of the Saquon Barkleys of wide receivers, it could in fact be Devontae Adams, who also is on a bye this week, much like Barkley, with a decent to middling schedule the rest of the way, coming off of 10 targets, 118 yards last week, heating back up. He could be the guy that represents that artificial buy opportunity right here, coming across our desk down at the wire with the week 11 buy. Uh, that if you are a team operating from a position of luxury, they're very well, very much like Barkley, could be a whole slew of teams out there that roster Adams that are on the playoff bubble right now and may not be able to afford to endure his buy. If I'm a team operating from a position of luxury, right behind Saquon Barkley, right behind Michael Thomas, and maybe more realistically than Michael Thomas, I'm looking to get a deal done for Devontae Adams this week who's encountering a buy. There's just flat out a lot of folks who cannot afford to uh, cannot afford toil with. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin have a solid schedule rest of season. Julio Jones, overall a good schedule the rest of the way. Folks, remember, these are the elite of the elite wide receivers in all of fantasy football guys that we are attempting to target in a last minute deal to upgrade our starting lineup to cartoonish proportions here at the wire. Julio Jones, absolutely a player that we should be targeting. The who's who of fantasy football, Julio Jones with a good set, good schedule the rest of the way. DJ Chark, the young wide receiver for the Jaguars, Nick Foles, returning love his schedule the rest of the way, including matchups with Tampa Bay, Oakland, and Atlanta. He's a sneaky, sneaky wide receiver target in a deeper, more competitive situation. Maybe he's a guy that if you are having to liquidate and you're getting a couple guys back in return, you're having to liquidate one monster player because you're in a must-win situation now, like maybe you own Devontae Adams and you can't take his buy this week. Maybe you can, if you have to send him off, see if you can get a guy like DJ Chark back. I love his schedule the rest of the way. And those matchups with Tampa Bay, Oakland, and Atlanta along the way 
uh, could be really, really nice. Emmanuel Sanders, if he's injured this week, it could represent a sneaky buy opportunity on Emmanuel Sanders with a, a quite good schedule, quite a good schedule the rest of the way uh, there with the 49ers. Emmanuel Sanders has really been a nice uh, fit over there. We have Tyler Lockett with a buy this week. Could represent an opportunity to move in on Tyler Lockett if somehow his owner is struggling and needs a, guy, needs a couple of guys or needs a guy this week. Uh, he's got a pretty nice schedule the rest of the season after the buy. So Tyler Lockett, if you're able to absorb his buy this week, if I'm operating from a position of luxury, uh, I'm certainly looking to target Tyler Lockett on the Week 11 fantasy football trade market. Odell Beckham, solid schedule the rest of the way. I mean, we shouldn't forget he's for the last five, six years, he's been part of the who's who of the wide receivers in fantasy football. It's a risk, but it's a calculated risk. And he's a guy I can still be very interested in targeting in a big last minute deal here. I mean, think about it. If we're adding the Odell Beckhams, the Tyler Lockett's, the Julio Joneses, the Devontae Adams, the Bar- Saquon Barkley's, the Leonard Fournette's, the Alvin Kamara's, the Josh Jacobs, the Le'Veon Bell's. I mean, those are big, big fish. We're really doing our playoff fantasy playoff chances of of, a favor uh, here with some last minute maneuvers. DeAndre Hopkins of the Houston Texans, maybe a little bit down the list of priorities in terms of wide receiver targets for me. I mean, even though we began the season with DeAndre Hopkins, um, you know, in the same category as a Michael Thomas or a Devontae Adams or maybe a Julio Jones, I'm not quite sure I'm targeting him with just the same vigor, but again, much of this is just going to come down to which of these guys is potentially available in your league, and he certainly could be, and I can go to bed easily at night uh, knowing that I did what I could to make my best fantasy team, and I got DeAndre Hopkins in my lineup, and chances are it's going to work out if for some reason it doesn't. I fired my big, big bullets, and and, and I I certainly don't feel bad about it. I certainly don't feel bad about it. You can always feel good about the fact, though, if you do make it that far, that DeAndre Hopkins does have the most beautiful matchup in all of fantasy football in the Week 16 Fantasy Football Championship where he gets the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that'll be a much-needed reprieve on the back end of what's otherwise could be a somewhat difficult schedule between now and then for DeAndre Hopkins. Still one of the biggest names in all of fantasy football. His owners are a little bit worried about Will Fuller, uh, returning and it just hasn't been a good season. There could be some teams, there could be a decent amount of losing teams in the fantasy football universe who roster DeAndre Hopkins, making him a player uh, that very well could be involved in discussions this week. Tyreek Hill, he has the Los Angeles Chargers this week. I mean, he's going to be a very difficult guy to obtain. I mean, if you can somehow get him, that'd be amazing. He's truly one of the best targets in all of fantasy football. I mainly put him on this list for anybody whose trade deadlines extend the next week because he is going to have a buy in week 12. So uh, if if you are in a league where the trade deadline extends a little bit longer here into week 12, then all of a sudden I think next week that Tyreek Hill is a player uh, that's going to be begin coming into focus as one of the last guys maybe we could take advantage of. I mean, there's Tyreek Hill owners out there that were certainly struggling. Uh, I don't know uh, throughout most of the season because of not only of Tyreek Hill's 
absence, but then just kind of even the limited upside uh, when uh, Patrick Mahomes was out. So I, I just a name that I expect uh, could see moving around a little bit. Tyree Kill, certainly one of the prime targets in all of fantasy football if you're able to get your grubby hands on him. A guy we'd be more than happy to overpay for this week or next. One of the bargaining chips we could consider using to try to get something like that done would be a massive sell high on a player like Christian Kirk, a player that we really, really like. Uh, But he's a wide receiver that I could see his name flying around in trade talks here uh, towards the deadline. He's coming off the absolute uh, monster this last week, the monster of all monsters, mega fantasy performance. Uh, And he gets San Francisco this week, and then it's a bye next week. So Christian Kirk is a player that's uh, got some kind of dynamic forces acting on him here on the trade market. He's, he looks amazing. Uh, he had the big week, but he's got a tough matchup this week, and then he's heading into a bye, and it's it's far from decided that it's a winning owner that rosters Christian Kirk in your league. And so who knows what the hell are the circumstances with him or with you if you happen to, to own him. Certainly a good keep uh, the rest of the season if you have Kirk and you want to keep him or you like him. But a player, look, we're always looking for ingenuity here. We're looking to be opportunistic. We're looking for these moments that are created, uh, moments that are even, you know, of, of undervalue, overvalue, artificial moments to target these players or to sell these players. And look, if you want to get up to the Tyree Kills or the DeAndre Hopkins or the Devontae Adams or the Mike Evans or Julio Jones or Michael Thomas or any of these guys, you're going to have to pony up with some big-time players and just think coming off of that monster this last week, Christian Kirk is an extremely marketable asset and as good of a player as he is, if I can turn him into one of the ultra premium, super elite who's who of fantasy football wide receivers, I'm doing it in a New York minute. DJ Moore, Carolina Panthers wide receiver. He's got an enticing schedule the rest of the way. 21 targets for 221 yards the last two weeks been a monster run here for DJ Moore here recently. And uh, so what do you do with him? You, again, you keep him if you can, if you need to. But if you, much like Christian Kirk, if you could take a DJ Moore, and I think you can, that's a marketable player, and you can use him to get up to the Devontae Adams of the world or a throw-in on a, on a running back to get on to the Saquon Barkleys of the world. I mean, you've got to consider making a move like that. You have to consider that move. DJ Moore is a nice player, but he's not the best player. He's a good asset, but he's not the best asset. And keeping him may not be the highest and best use of yours, meaning Diligence dictates we must, must consider seeing what we can fetch for DJ Moore this week in order to level up for one of the truly elite players in all of fantasy football with the heavy artillery for our playoff run. Could you do the same with Curtis Samuel? Maybe. To a lesser extent, maybe. 
Jamison Crowder, New York Jets, certainly been a good own the last couple of weeks. And pretty much any time Darnold's been in, overall, he's been a pretty decent player on the season. So if you've got him, you don't feel so bad about it and certainly been a nice asset for you to own. But again, Jamison Crowder, guys, on an offense that we don't trust, on 17 targets, 162 yards, uh, excuse me, 17 targets, 160 yards, two touchdowns the last two weeks. He's been feasting on that good schedule that we were hoping Robbie Anderson might feast on a little bit. And we same for Le'Veon Bell. Bell's been plugging along. Crowder's been plugging along. So there's been some guys reaping the benefits of this really nice New York Jets fantasy schedule. And there's guys, there's still so many more good matchups to come for all those New York Jets the rest of the season. So Crowder, he's been a nice player. He's been a nice keep. Uh, But again, a marketable asset, I believe, based on his recent production. If I can use him uh, to get up to one of these big fish in a last-minute trade deal, I'm willing to part with Jamison Crowder. If he doesn't command the marketability in your league, then he's a fine keep. He really does look like, uh, in any type of PPR format, uh, he looks like Sam Darnold's main guys, his main squeeze, that's for sure. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, mediocre schedule the rest of the way. He's been a wide receiver three. Guys, if I own Juju Smith-Schuster, I'm doing everything I can to throw him in on a deal to get me up to one of these better players here at the deadline. Robert Woods, 11 targets this last week, a middling schedule the rest of the way that gets tougher in the fantasy playoffs. Uh, a, a a potential Brandon Cooks return. We'll have to see about that. And not that Reynolds has been playing that terribly, but of course, Cooks come back. That takes a little bit of the sheen off of Robert Woods. So, you know, of course, while Cooks is out, Woods is still a decent play here down the stretch. But I think that's what he is, a decent play. And coming off of 11 targets, uh, I think there could be some momentum around his name in the trade market. And Robert Woods with Brandon Cook's sideline as a player, I believe you could market in a deal for a better player. Cooper Cup, his teammate, has that same below average schedule the rest of the way. I don't think we get too freaked out about what happened this last week at Pittsburgh, but obviously Jared Goff and just that entire offense doesn't look the same this year. You know, Cooper Cup has been performing. He's been performing as the Julio Joneses and the Michael Thomases and the Devontae Adams and the DeAndre Hopkins uh, this season. Uh, the Mike Evans, the Godwins, all of those guys. But you have to ask yourself, is he really one of those guys? I mean, for the most part, he's a very, very good fantasy player. And uh, I, I think he's got a uh, probably a great stretch ahead of him here, and he's a fine, fine keep. But, you know, you wonder if the schedule on paper is, you know, is tough, you know, for Cooper Cup or is below average for Cooper Cup. And, and just starting to lose faith in what's going on there in the you know with Los Angeles, and you know you say, well, you know, as much as I love Cooper Cup, you look in the mirror and you say, he's been been performing like the Michael Thomases of the world, but is he really in the category with the Michael Thomases and the Devonte Adams of the world? So maybe not. If not, maybe you can use him to get up to one of those guys. Certainly not a mandate to move on from Cooper Cup. 
But again, some of these guys, just players, I expect to see their names flying around on the message boards at rosterwatch.com as the trade deadline approaches. As many of you guys are figuring out how to construct that one last big deal to put you over the top, um, try to take this thing home, guys. So Cooper Cup, more than likely a keep for just for most folks out there. I think it's Robert Woods is the guy we expect to see a lot more movement with, but just worth noting coming off the bad game that Cooper cup has that same below average schedule the rest of the way that Robert Woods does too. Uh, Allen Robinson, Allen Robinson. He's at the Rams this week. Absolutely hate that matchup against Jalen Ramsey. Look, we already know that we don't trust Allen Robinson. Um, I think this is the final opportunity we've been waiting for to try to sell Allen Robinson coming off of a decent game this last week for somebody that we trust more down the stretch. Again, that's a marketable player in Allen Robinson. You know, can you get the Allen Robinsons together with the Robert Woods or the Juju Smith-Schusters or the DJ Moores or the Christian Kirks of the world and go after somebody really big? Can you put an um, Allen Robinson in with a Nick Chubb and get you up, you know, to one of these uh, to a, one of these running backs that you want more, you know those are the kind of deals you at least have to start mulling. Those are the that you're starting to work these things back and forth. And I just think you start throwing around names like Allen Robinson and Christian Kirk, Nick Chubb, you can start getting some deals done. Even with players like Ronald Jones, we'll get to some mock examples of some trades that we might make in our own leagues. Uh, here uh, in just a few minutes. Keenan Allen, wide receiver, Los Angeles Chargers, has a good matchup with Kansas City this week, but then he's got the bye next week. So, I mean, just a lot of these guys that have the bye this week or next week are just, you know, by default players that circumstantially, uh, the hands of their owners could be forced a little bit. And these are names that, uh, you know, more likely than not, we're going to see involved in some trade talks uh, in some of our leagues just because of the remaining buys. Uh, what do we have? We have eight teams left on by in week 11 and week 12, the Tennessee Titans, the Seattle Seahawks, the New York Giants, and the Green Bay Packers this week in week 11. And then the Chiefs, Chargers, Vikings, and Cardinals wrap things up uh, the four teams on by in week 12. So players from any of those teams are all players that are in, in this play, in, in play this week and next on the fantasy football uh, trade market. You know, Keenan Allen, could you, use a Keenan Allen to get up to a Julio Jones type in a consolidation trade. I think you might be able to, I think that you might be able to, if there's somebody who needs to win right now in your league and they need two players and Keenan Allen has a great matchup and you can take Keenan Allen and another guy, a Keenan Allen and a Ronald Jones, you know, one of these other Jakes that I mentioned, can you take those two cats and get them together and, level up for one of these big, big name guys. I think that you can. Can you take, I mean, let's say the Julio Jones owner is losing and he's got, he's thin on his starting lineup and he's having to roll out a couple of garbage players in his flex. I mean, wouldn't he rather go in a must-win situation with a Keenan Allen and a Ronald Jones this week to try to get a win, two players he feels good about and, 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 and doesn't feel horrible about long-term than... Uh, and especially Keenan Allen with this matchup, I mean, we're going to see him in rankings this week, probably, you know, as high as, uh, 
as some of these elite guys. So, you know, I just think there's an opportunity here in your league if you're willing to just take a few minutes and look it over. If I'm a Keenan Allen owner, I am I mean, look in in any league in any league we're all investigating the top end buy targets and what their situation is. But in this particular situation, if I'm no, I'm a Keenan Allen owner, and I've listened to this podcast. I'm taking a couple minutes to figure out what the hell I can do with him. What is the highest and best use of Keenan Allen rest of the season for my team? Is it keeping him, or is it using him to make a deal and improve my roster in another way? Amari Cooper, guys, he's got tough matchups from week 12 through week 15 after Detroit this week. We're hearing he's still a little banged up. Seems to be playing fine in all these games. He looks absolutely sick and electric. So I'm not overly worried about that. Um, But after the nice matchup with Detroit this week in weeks 12 through 15, Amari Cooper gets the Patriots, the Bills, the Bears, and the Rams. That's a pretty brutal schedule for Amari Cooper here down the stretch. I also think that if Matt Stafford, who was still not practicing uh, as of the most recent news this week, if he misses time, I also think this begin as good of a matchup as this is for Amari Cooper. I begin to think that this game script against the Lions for the Cowboys starts to turn into one that favors Zeke Elliott, not Amari Cooper. So if you start to factor that in, you say, man, the next four or five weeks, the next four to six weeks don't look great for Amari Cooper. He's absolutely been outstanding. And of course, he's a player that's almost matchup proof because he can separate against just about anybody. However, we've got to live in reality with the facts that we have at hand and make that we want to make the best decisions that we can with the best information we have at hand at the given time, at any given time. That's the, that's, that's all we can do. Right. And then the chips are going to fall where they may. And, you know, the information we have is that it could be a, a little bit of a, already a streaky, already, he is the best version of himself in Dallas, Amari Cooper, but still to his core, a bit of a streaky player. So a streaky player with tough matchups as we're getting a nut cutting time in our fantasy football leagues. You got to consider if you can take Amari Cooper and get up to one of the very top receivers like a Michael Thomas in all of fantasy football that you feel a little bit more comfortable with uh, the rest of the way. Stefan Diggs, sell him this week before the bye next week. You know, the game total at home this week against Denver is so low. Denver, uh, the Vikings are huge favorites. It's not even if we don't get Adam Thielen back, which it doesn't look like we will, they're probably going to sit him this week and next week to try to get him healthy after the re-aggravation of the hamstring. I mean, Stefan Diggs not necessarily coming off a big game, but still a marketable guy right now. We're looking for marketability, right? We're we're looking for marketability. And uh, because we got to convince people, you know, we're trying to take their best players off their roster. We got to convince them that they are, uh, uh, that this is a deal a deal that they want to take. And for those guys, it's going to take players with appeal, with marketability, even if we've determined that the underlying value doesn't necessarily support that. In fact, that makes them the best candidates to sell. And Stefan Diggs is one of those. So I'd say before everything dries up 
for Stefan Diggs on the trade market. You sell him this week before the buy next week. We know we have an Adam Thielen return imminent. We know who Stefan Diggs is on the season. At this point, I just think you sell them for what you can get. You start saying to yourself, man, I, I, you know, when I've got guys in play like Stephon Diggs, Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, Robert Woods, Juju, DJ Moore, Christian Kirk, maybe Jamison Crowder, maybe even a Cooper Cup, when those are the guys at my disposal, when those are the bargaining chips that I have to ship around the table, um, I can act, I can really get something done this week. I mean, those are some those are some big big hammers you're throwing out there, not to be trifled with. Remember, folks, we can't take all of it with us. Going to the fantasy football playoffs with a bench full of starters is like dying with a pile of cash underneath our mattress. We can't take it all with us. So let's use it to the best of our ability to live our best lives now and to win our fantasy playoffs. In order to do that, we need to take all of that value that we've accumulated and established through the trade market, through the waiver wire process, over the course of the season to fortify our bench, to fade the attrition of the season. Now it's time to take all of those marketable assets and one last hurrah for that big deal that's going to put us over the top we're going to need the heavy artillery for the playoff battle. All right, let's get to a couple of mock trades here that I've constructed uh, to give you just maybe a pathway to try to move forward on a few of the guys that we've talked about. And you can use these as templates uh, for many of the other big name uh, high target guys this week. You guys can go back and listen. Uh, you can listen back uh, to hear who all of the elite super elite, ultra premium targets, the who's who in fantasy football and the running back and wide receiver side of the market uh, that we are targeting. It's a big, big list this week. Um, and it begins and ends for me with Saquon Barkley. So I've got a mock trade I've constructed here. Can you offer Joe Mixon and Carlos Hyde to a struggling Saquon Barkley owner on the bubble who needs to win this week? Can you offer Marlon Mack and Damian Williams to the Saquon Barkley owner and get something done and take this thing home? If the Barkleys of the world aren't available in your league and maybe if you're not in position to absorb his buy this week, can you move on to the maybe slightly sub-elite players of the world like the Le'Veon Bells who still have a really juicy schedule the rest of the season? Can you take a Ronald Jones and a Kenyon Drake and get a Le'Veon Bell? Can you take a Ronald Jones and a Damian Williams and get a Le'Veon Bell. Those are the type of moves that I highly recommend you making. And you won't, you can't, all, they, all somebody can tell you is no, it'll never hurt our feelings. You won't know if you don't try. And we're going to keep trying. We fight until the end here at Roster Watch. And that's what it's going to take. It's going to take a fighter to win your fantasy football championship. If you want to, Look over on the wide receiver side of the big fish we talked about today. Uh, we talked about Michael Thomas being the best wide receiver in fantasy. Of course, we want to go take just 30 seconds and look at what his situation is in our league. Uh, you know, however, I think it's probably not the most likely guy to be able to obtain. I find somebody like a Devontae Adams uh, could be a much more likely candidate to be obtained this week. 
up against the deadline on the wide receiver side of the week 11 fantasy football trade market because he's got the buy. And because he's been a tough guy to own, his owners, there could be a lot of owners out there who are on the bubble that have Devontae Adams. If I have a Christian Kirk that's got coming off the monster, he's got San Francisco this week and a bye next week, and there's a guy in a must-win situation in my league that rosters Devontae Adams, I'm taking Christian Kirk right now. I'm marching over to his door. I'm knocking on it, and I'm saying, hey, hey, bro, you want Christian Kirk? And Robert Woods, or maybe even Juju Smith or uh, Jamison Crowder, one of these guys. Can we get something done for Devontae Adams? Let me help you out, pal. You need to win this week. Let me help you out. If he slams his door in my face, and I'm just grabbing my stuff. I'm walking to the sidewalk, and I'm walking down to the next damn house. I'm walking right up to their damn front door. And the last name on their mailbox says Jones. I'm knocking on it. And I say, is Julio here, sir? I've got DJ Moore and Allen Robinson who want to speak to him. I think you can get Julio Jones for DJ Moore and Allen Robinson this week, folks. Why don't you give it a try? Also, give it a try. Rate, review the Roster Watch podcast on Apple Podcasts. Please, guys, take, ladies, gentlemen, folks, everybody who's been listening, supporting all season long. I've absolutely enjoyed uh, this every week of the season. I would absolutely appreciate if you would take just a moment of your time to go rate, review the Roster Watch podcast inside of Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating, a glowing review. Follow us on Twitter at Roster Watch and support us over on the website at rosterwatch.com. Once again, as always, we have immense gratitude at Roster Watch for all of our followers, subscribers, supporters, listeners. None of this is possible uh, without you. This was a dream that we had almost 10 years ago uh, that uh, we put our heart and souls into, but we had no idea if it was going to work out. And uh, for it to work, we had to create Roster Watch Nation. And without you guys, none of this would be possible. Uh, And it is truly our pleasure every day, every week, of the season, 365 days a year to be on the front lines for each and every one of you, for all of your fantasy teams. Once again, this is Byron Lambert on behalf of RosterWatch.com. And until we meet again next season, so long, RosterWatch Nation.